song number 11 is Greece, uh, which is the song Opa by Georgos Alkaios and Friends. Those are not his friends. I'm just gonna say that. Right. He doesn't know who the fuck those people are. Just doing friends from the gay bar. Yeah, they really. Oh my god, this this is a homosexual performance. <laughs> it really is. Very much so. So good. I said that this one. Whoa, there's some bald eagles flying around my house. That's pretty cool. Oh neat. Yeah. Sorry. There's uh. This one definitely played into Greece's like Mediterranean side in a in a pretty strong way. There were some very aggressive vocals, and the backing performers were like stepping on everything, and not stepping like the musical style, I mean the dance style, but stepping like stomping. It was kind of scared, honestly. And then the main performer dances, like his dances were reminiscent of how Jimmy Kimmel dances when (laughs) kind of he's on stage and forced to like, you know, do whatever to whoever's performing there. Wow, these bald eagles are really going at it. There's two of them. Sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> This song to me just misses like every mark. Oh. What? Sonically, okay. Oh. Here's my reasoning for it. The performance was way too hard. I could not get into it. Sonically, I I guess you could like you could bop to it a little bit. But then they put too much of an emphasis on this idea of combining traditional instrumentation with contemporary themes. I loved this bit. I I did. Too. I liked the one the one dude who had that weird string instrument. Everything else about it, it felt like they were forcing that theme way too hard and it just ended up flopping. I I did not like this song. One thing that I did like though, was when they held up the drums and shot fireworks out drum of them. Drum spooters! Drum that, spooters! That was that was pretty cool. But God. wow, I, I did not like this. I'm 100% opposite from you on this one. Uh, <laughs> this is the second one we've seen so far that's in my personal top five. Wow. I loved this. This was so much fun. Because I think this is, not that it's better than a lot of other songs, but I think this is an example of like the perfect Eurovision song. It's so much fun. It's like over the top performances, an all white suit with a plunging neckline, like that was a t-shirt. That was like the thinnest material I've ever seen. Oh yeah, not suit, but like You might as well have been naked. All all white get up with the plunging (laughs) neckline. Like Ripped dancers doing dramatic dances, drums, fireworks, appealing to the gay audience. It's (laughs) so good. It's so good. Yeah, I have to agree. This is the hyper-masculine, homoerotic Greek bop of my life. I mean, (laughs) so here's the thing. This song is entirely over the top and the staging is over the top and that is fine. We talked about Azerbaijan and how the song is very simplistic, but the staging was over the top. Didn't work. But this is like, 
the song was all over the place and the staging was all over the place and it went together really well. And I just, I love the traditional elements. I loved kind of how it's combined with the modern stuff. I like the pyrotechnics. I love the backing vocalists. They were just like giving us way too much, which is just what the song yes. needed. <laughs> the parts were like the, the main guy was singing. They were all just like, it <laughs> yeah. was good. Oh, I did not <laughs> like that. They were, they were reminding me. I of thought it was really fun. Avatar, the last Ender, airbender end credits music. <laughs> oh, the sun, oh, okay. The sun yeah. warrior chant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought this one was really fun. Was, this was so much fun. They had this little pointy choreography when there's this weird Hoover riff in the background. Oh, it was great. I love it. This one will do as well as you want it to, Ellis. Um, I don't think it. I don't know if it'll. I think it's top ten material. I think it's going to get televoted to the moon. I don't. It's. I don't think it's going to hit top five. But I think it's got to be up there. It's too much fun, and it's too. It's too much fun, and it's too much of a televote vote getter to not be up there in some sense i think i absolutely agree which i hate but (laughs) (laughs) i i think this is gonna be probably around uh, not like top 10 but around the 10th spot i guess um okay i i think Mm -hmm. this should be i don't know third from the bottom but but i mean as far as the performance goes i i admit willingly that it will get votes. Yeah. I do not think it deserves those votes, but I see the reasoning why people would vote for it. This has been by far the most contentious podcast yet. It's I know, I'm loving love it. every part of it. <laughs> so I think we're ready to move on to song number 12, which comes from the UK and is That Sounds Good to Me by Josh Dubovi. Before we talk about the song, there was uh, in the like, we got to reset the stage bit in between. They chatted with Graham Norton, who was apparently commentating for the BBC. And I love mm-hmm. him. Yeah, it was great. Big fan of Graham Norton. Does it every year? That's great. I'm. He's so much of a step up from Terry Wogan. Was he making a commentary on Icelandic poverty? What was that? No, he was he was making a no. Uh, the Icelandic dollar is very powerful, and it, things are very expensive in Iceland. Oh, okay, okay. Because he said like, that's what he was making a comment on. It is empty. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's like a good. So it's, that's not a dollar. Wait, no, they, they use the euro, but like still, no, they things... use the kroner. Iceland is notorious for being very expensive. Mm, okay, it's also if anything, it's the opposite. It's of also that. got that Australia thing where it's on an island, and so it's expensive to get stuff out there. Yeah, dude, Icelandic tomatoes are a feet to produce you would know that <laughs> i would know that actually i went to the, uh, like, the largest nice. sorry another time <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean honestly whatever you have to say is more interesting than this song so <laughs> i mean oh yeah that's true i mean ellis feel free to keep this in if you want but i i'm happy to just move on i'm just gonna you know i'm just i'm happy to move on from this song i'm just gonna say he seems like a nice guy but the song this performance literally do nothing for me and I can't see why anyone would really yeah. enjoy this. My, I think my big beef with this is that the, the singer does not match the song. Because this guy this yeah. guy needs to be doing Michael Buble crooner stuff. Yeah. Um, another hard yeah. by the way. This guy needs to be doing Michael Buble crooner stuff. But the song needs 
Donna Summer. Like it needs this like a powerful female vocalist that can give us drama. And he is very much not that, even though he does seem like a perfectly fine singer. Like I think um, Iceland later on gives us what this song should have oh. been. And this, oh, but yeah. this version of it wildly misses the mark. I, I had three comments on this. The, the backing singer sounded a little bit doo-wop, which was fun. <laughs> yeah. I like the inverted color block shirts of the male dancers. And it sounded like a song produced for a Hallmark original movie. Like, oh, yeah. Sure, technically. Yeah, that one. Okay. It was like, it, there was nothing actually wrong with the song. It just lacked passion and soul in every way. I did it, not care about it. It very much does feel like something that either like came from the X Factor or was made specifically for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't care about the song, but I feel like he doesn't care about it either yeah. because it's such like a dead stare in his eyes when he's performing it. I don't know. If I if I'm not convinced that the performer is convinced, then like I'm not convinced. It sounded like corporate in a way. Yeah, yeah. There's another song later that also sounds corporate, which I don't know if that's worse. If like in that context, it's worse. I guess we'll we'll talk about it later. Interested to see that which one that is. But as far as placing goes, I I don't I I forget which one this uh, kind of relates to in the '88 contest, but I just don't care about this at all. Yeah, this is this is gonna get dumpstered because like, who's gonna vote for this? It's not that it's like. It's not as trash as it could be, but it's like, why would you vote for this when you could vote for anything else in this show? So. I think it might do okay in the jury vote. I, I don't think it's going to get any points from televoting. Pretty, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's enough of that song. So After the UK was song number 13, which was Shine by Georgia's Sofia Nijaradze. When it kind of showed the like performers coming up onto the stage background scene, um, I noticed that the male performers' outfits were Georgian flag themed. Um, yeah. When the performance started, I noticed that the male performers' outfits were Georgian flag themed and that there was a lot of dancing. By the time the performance was over, I realized that I did not listen to any of the songs because <laughs> the choreography was just so, it was almost like a satire of what kind of contemporary serious dance is right now. Yes. It was, it was so over the top, like fluid bodies and lunging and like weaving people together. Oh my God. Yeah. It was captivating but not in a good way because yeah like we've said before this is a song contest and i didn't hear the song <laughs> i'm i'm with you so much on this one i wrote down song don't care performance house on fire it's like because that's what this is 
the song is just an excuse for these Georgian dudes with no shirts to put on a bunch of eyeliner uh, and then angst their way around the stage. And it's so great to look at. And I do not care at all about the music. <laughs> I, I felt bad almost. So I had to like rewatch it with my eyes closed just so I could listen to the song. <laughs> <laughs> and from that, I said that the vocals were okay. The instrumentals feel very like stock. And she has a growly note at the end that she holds, which is kind of impressive. But other than that, yeah. oh, I the I couldn't stop thinking about the dance, <laughs> even when I was just listening to the song. It was train wreck. You can't look away. I you don't know if you like it. It's it's wild. I don't know if I have such strong feelings as you guys, but this one was definitely weird for me. Like I said, I'd seen all of these songs before, and I remembered liking this one when I looked at it again. Or, like a few days ago when I was watching these again, there were just so many things that stood out to me as being very strange. Like, I mean, I didn't, I noticed that the dancing and the choreography was a little bit extreme. I guess I, I noticed that also, I'd leave it at that. Um, I think her voice is very impressive, but also the song itself is, pacing is kind of strange and the, a little bit choppy. Verses are really like slow and easy listening, but then there's this huge guitar chord and the song kind of speeds up in the I totally missed chorus of it. <laughs> Yeah, it was it, even like this, even sonically, this was a kind of a strange song. And Georgia is not known for producing your standard run of the mill songs at Eurovision, and I appreciate them for that. This one was just very strange and not necessarily the way that I like from Georgia. Does Georgia usually do pretty good? I, I like Georgia is one of my favorite countries at Eurovision just because they always do something super outside of the box. It usually really works. All right. This one was outside of the box. I don't really think it worked that well, though. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm so confused by this song. Yeah. For so many reasons. I'm gonna have to put it middle of the bottom half just because I don't think people are going to get it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. But really, I will not be surprised wherever this goes. It's not that it could go anywhere because I do think it deserves to like sit in the middle. But if it does go anywhere, yeah, that sounds about right. All right. <laughs> so uh, after Georgia was song number 14, which was We Could Be the Same by Turkey's Manga. This one was the Bosnia and Herzegovina entry, but better. Yeah. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> when, the, when the singer from Bosnia is like fantasizing, when he's like half asleep, he sees himself as the lead singer of this band. <laughs> is, is, does manga mean anything in, I mean, like the only, my only association with it is, is the Japanese comic thing. That feels, I don't know, I guess it could be punk enough to fit the, the style of the band, but uh, I was kind of confused by that. According to Wikipedia, manga in Turkish means cool man. <laughs> nice. That's accurate. True? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my god, this song had felt like a live concert. You know, they had the drum yeah. set up and like those speaker walls, and there was what you know in the start of the performance, what looked like a suit of armor on the stage. And I said in my notes, hoping that'll be something fun. Yeah, um, it was. <laughs> this was like, lyrically, it kind of fit in the the ballad style of track, like the I guess pop ballad track, but. Sonically, instrumentally, it was definitely much more on the kind of harder, grittier punk side, which is exactly what Bosnia and Herzegovina tried to do and failed. There's this one point after the first chorus where that suit of armor turns around and it's uh, like, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I don't know if Ellis is going to keep it that in, but it's it's like a se- sexy dax, oh my God, sexy daft punk with like a motorcycle <laughs> helmet and chrome and a um, metal grinding wheel that she holds against her robot hand and sends sparks flying. Just like Serbia's entry was bubblegum mariachi, I would call this uh, orchestral emo. Yeah, was- that's a... Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. This definitely I, shares yes. a lot with like uh, orchestral black metal, but it is styled much more emo than that. You're right. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I like this one. I I understood it. I understood what it was trying to do, and I think it did it well. I didn't really get why sexy Daft Punk took her armor off um, <laughs> at the end there. Be sexy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it was, I don't know. It was just I I it was crazy. It was it was crazy. It was fun. It was enthusiastic. I think this is gonna do well. I yeah I love this one. This is this was in my personal top five. This was great. This it was like, uh, how do I say this? They did a good job of standing out, and and they did it well. Because like, there's a lot of places, a lot of entries that try to stand out by pulling in harder genres of music and end up just seeming like a parody of those. But like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, these guys seem like they're actually a legit pop punk band that also happened to do a Eurovision thing. Because the whole thing is, they keep it consistent. They keep the look consistent. Um, like the only real anachronism here is there's a DJ, which is an odd choice. But I my, my assumption is like, oh yeah, they're doing some sort of like Lincoln Park new metal hip hop <laughs> thing. Um, I was just I was just looking at their Spotify page, and their about says manga are often labeled the Turkish Lincoln Park. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, <laughs> that yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. They had a great look. They had a great stage lighting. Uh, I love the a, outfits. Yeah, the singer had a great jacket. They had a great robot. I the that angle grinder bit was so funny because at first I was like, "Oh, look, somebody's got another spooter," um, and then I realized it was an angle grinder, and then I realized that the angle grinder was getting picked up by the mic. Like if you if you go back oh, and listen to it, that. you can hear it when the song gets quieter at that point, you can very clearly hear it just going in the background. It was, mm-hmm. it was great. I, I actually I rewatched that part. Cause I thought it was also, I didn't realize it was an angle grinder at first, but I didn't hear the, the fact that it was picked up on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with everything that you're saying. And, and I'd like this one a lot. It's definitely within my top 10. I have to be slightly critical of it in some ways, just because I don't know. This is might just be a personal thing, but I don't always love it when I, I feel like I just like 
rock songs to be a little bit simpler because this was it was definitely like a rock song but it had like y'all were saying sexy robots and flag twirling and a dj and i don't know there's a little bit too much going on for me at certain parts um which is kind of a nitpick i know but um it might, it might just be because also that i'm watching this i've seen this performance a bunch of times so a lot of the visual elements aren't new to me on this viewing but overall i think this is a really good performance and like you said it does a really good job of standing out in a very good way yeah i love this one this is yeah definitely top five for me as well in the in your personal rankings or in your predicted Predict, rankings predicted both. rankings cool. both for me as well i would not be surprised in the slightest if this wins oh okay so that being said i think it's time to move on to song number 15 which was it's all about you by Juliana Pasha of Albania. I have a question about the authorship of this one. Authorship, Is okay. it written by Ralph Ziegel? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I don't know, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I don't think so, but let me check. Because <laughs> this was giving, giving me heavy Ralph Ziegel vibes. Yeah, I'm not sure, but um, do you want to expand upon that? Oh, wait, no. Okay, I I, I just looked at the splash screen on the video, and it's uh, Ardit Jebria or something. I don't know how to pronounce that. But like this, it very much felt like it was something I've heard before in Eurovision, sticking with a formula. Kind of reminded me of Let's Get Happy in a way. It had a similar sort of backing track and feel on the uh, choruses. And it was like, this is sure is Eurovision. Sure is modern Eurovision. I wrote two sentences about this song total. One of which before the song even started. I'll just read them to you now. Looks yeah. like the mom from the Goldbergs. Ah, it does. <laughs> and then don't know who this song reminds me of. Definitely someone. <laughs> I I happen to like this one. Oh, I did too. I, I understand I that it's... it sucked by any means. But... Okay. Yeah, no, I, I like this one a lot. I think a song and a song that's coming up are definitely the type of song that someone had never seen Eurovision but knew what it was. This is kind of what is in their mind about or their preconceived notions of it. Being said, though, I love the violin. I think that's great. Yeah, um, it was a it's ripper super catchy. violin solo. Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. crazy. Such a weird. Dude. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's 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 something else. And I, I I liked her vocal. I thought it was really good. The song itself was really catchy, and I love the backing vocalists. Yeah, they were giving you snapping. They were doing choreography, kind not really, but like they were kind of just like grooving in place. Very, very um, gospel, which is a good. Yeah, thing. yeah. They kinda, I always love a kind of like old school Motown backup singer vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else there is to say about this. Oh, I liked her outfit. I, it was like this weird, she was wearing all black, but it was, she had these weird shoulder pad things that were bedazzled. So was her like front of her shirt. I thought it worked. I feel bad. I feel like there's more to say about this song, but. I don't know if there is really. I don't really know if there is. Because like, it, it's not bad, but it's also just kind of it, like, it's a good song, 
but it's also kind of one note and it's kind of like, yeah, we've seen this before. And so like, there's not much yeah. new that can be said about it really. I'm I, yeah. I'm with agreement with the both of you. It's, it's fun. It was not exceptional. I think it'll do well because it is very clearly a Eurovision song. I thought I had heard it before, or at least something similar to it. And I think that speaks again to the fact that it's a Eurovision song. Top 10. Like, why not? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I do think it's going to do well because it is like a fun, enjoyable song. It's not going to win, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to do well for itself. I thought it was funny how at the end of the performance, she was like, thank you. God bless you. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's I, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of Eurovision songs, yeah. uh, next is uh, Tara Bjork from Iceland, the song Je ne sais quoi. Alert. It wasn't clear this is the second song. Do you say banger but alert? Banger alert. I agree. Absolutely. 100%. This one this one was going off. This was, uh, to me, Albania in the sense that, like, okay, this is a Eurovision song, but so much better. Yeah. So much more memorable. Firstly, first of all, <laughs> the people on stage, oh my god. Plus-sized, beautiful, amazing. I love it. So much body positivity on that stage, both from the main performer and the backing vocalists. They were rocking it. They were they were doing so well. The beat went hard. The outfits and the piano intro kind of threw me off at first. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of another classic ballad, whatever. I'm not that invested in this. And then totally switched it up within the first few bars. Fantastic. I was dancing along to it. Great. Yeah, it's... This um, was so, I enjoyed this one so much. Banger, banger, banger. It's like, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably about 10 years late because it's given me major, major early 2000s trance vibes. Like, it's given me major BT, arty sort of thing, but it's such a banger. I thought this one was fine. <laughs> oh. And not much more. I I mean, you know, I'm all about body positivity. I love Hera Bjork. I, I love what she was given us. Um, but I don't know. It's a little bit... Okay, one thing I will say is that if you think that you've heard Albania's song before, you've definitely heard some some version of this before also. Yes. However, this did a better job of differentiating itself, I think. Because, like, it is... I, the Albania one and this one are similar in that they're like, electro-inspired, trance-inspired, big, like, soaring dance numbers. But this soars more. It goes harder. It's more more of a powerhouse. It's just like, this is that, but more, and it does well to stand out. I have to disagree. I just think this is such, like, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but this is, like, such a standard... Scandinavian electro pop song. And I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like Albania had a lot of elements. Like it had like the Motown backing singers and it had the electric violin. Like that was a lot of things that set it apart from, you know, regular disco songs. But, I, but this is just so derivative of every other generic Scandinavian pop song that I've ever heard. I'm, I, I, will, I feel bad being so critical because I, I don't think it's a bad song, but I just think that it's, that it's nothing to... Re- I don't know. I, I just don't think this is anything really all that special. I think that Hera is a great lady, and I wish she just had a better song. I will continue to disagree on this. I think Albania's, e- like, even with those, is more by the numbers because it tries to gimmick itself in that way. Like, think how many... What is Albania trying to to to, to replicate, though? Al- Albania is trying to replicate every other electric violin that is in Eurovision. Violins are so not a standout thing anymore. Even in this competition, this is at least the second, I think maybe like the third electric violin we've had. And it's it's not the best one by any means. Was the second? Was there not? Okay. What? Okay. It's the second one we've had. It's it wasn't executed as well as the as the first one. This this song to me can stand on its own. I don't think Albania's can because I think Albania's. Albania's dips more into the well of Eurovision stuff. It tries to, it's doing the electro dance thing. It's doing the violin thing. It's doing the throwback backup singers thing. But this one knows that it's going for the like electro trance banger. It executes that and it goes harder than so many of the Eurovision songs that have tried to do that same thing. Like I could see this. I, I, this this is not quite. I don't know if I could see this playing at on like Ibiza or something because I it is still very much like a Eurovision pop song, and I don't think it would necessarily work in that context. But I can definitely see someone like dropping this at Ultra or something like that. I think this was a banger. I respect that. I just I just think that this is a lesser version of what like, Sweden and Denmark and Norway and even Iceland send a lot to Eurovision. I just don't think it stands out I, in that way. But I think we're just going to have to create okay. a disagree. This might be, like, again, this also might be a thing where you yes. have more experience in this, but I want you, like, if it is that derivative of these, I want to see those that go as hard as this one does. Because, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going that hard. Like, it's not going, it's not going above and beyond group therapy hard, although that, that's not a great example because that doesn't go that hard. But it's this is not going, like, hard trance but it's going so hard relative to other eurovision stuff ah i love this one yeah i get and also i feel like i don't know i feel like electric violin isn't perhaps as common in eurovision or just like in performance in general as i think you might have the gimmick of it is like the 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 oh let's take this let's take this trance song and but I don't think it was a gimmick because oh, it added it genuinely added to the song and it was oh, I mean those are not those are not um those are not mutually exclusive. The saxophone in Moldova's song was is absolutely a gimmick. I that that one less so because I think that like is just part of Sunstroke Project's thing. But like having the saxophone and the violin in Moldova's is a gimmick, but they use them so much better and they incorporate them into the song so much better. Like that song would not be what it is without that sax riff. And Albania's feels like, all right, this is a song that is good. And this is a ripping violin solo that is good. So let's stick them together and try to make something good. 
Yeah, like I said, I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this yeah, one. I'm very invested in this argument. We've made our own controversy <laughs> corner on this one. Yeah, this honestly. <laughs> I'm definitely, personally, my personal take on this song, amazing. I love it. I don't think it should win just because there are better ones. But you saying it, you want it to, though? I'm saying I think it should be pretty close to the Dude, top. I, <laughs> this is This is in my top five. This is in my personal top five. Like, I think this, uh, I'm going to, here, let me look at my top five again real quick. It's Moldova, um, Moldova, Greece, Iceland, Turkey, France. We haven't touched France yet, but we'll get there. But I think Greece, yeah, really? we'll, we'll, again, wow, we'll get okay. there. Greece and France, not going to win that. Of the three between Moldova, Iceland, and Turkey, Moldova's my favorite. I think Turkey has the best chance to win, but I would not be shocked in the slightest if this is up there. Like, the, ah, uh, I really like this one. I I think that this is another super oh, 100%. It's entirely possible that I've wildly overrated this and will fall on its face. But it's so much of a banger. Ah! I I really like listening to it. I like dancing to it. I like everything about it. I think it'll do 8th or ninth. Yeah, I don't know. It's also like I think it does a better job of any of the Madonna copycats from 88 or or 98 of sounding like something that Madonna would have made. <laughs> what? It, I, it, it's, not, it's not quite there, but like pull the, the trance influences that it's pulling from. Definitely, yeah, I guess this is kind of like a... Because Madonna, Mad this and... Music era MDNA kind of thing. Uh, don't talk to me about MDNA. <laughs> but this, <laughs> like, this song and music, Ray of Light, Confessions of the Dance Floor, all pull from the same inspiration. I... Ray of Light? Yeah. Ray, dude, Ray of Light is a trance album. Ray of Light is trance and trip-hop. I don't think this is trance, though. This is this just is like trance. overproduced it, Scandinavian no, this is, this is electro-pop. This is trance. This is a hill that I will die on. This is electro-trance. This is... It sounds like it will... It sounds like it was made by William Orbit or BT or, um, or Artie. It's not quite above and beyond... Uh, there's someone else big that I'm forgetting right now, but this is this is hundred percent trans. Yeah, maybe it's just because I'm so ingrained to believe that this is like like standard Scandinavian pop music. But yeah, anyway, I think it's time to move on. Um, song number seventeen, uh. "Sweet People" by Alyosha from Ukraine. Before this turns into a ten-hour podcast. <laughs> So, oh, but before we get to the, um, the song, we're taking another trip to Controversy Corner. That's right. Ew. Yes, that is happening. Controversy Corner. So, Ukraine. So, in 2009, specifically the month of December, uh, it was announced that Vasil Laverovich had been selected internally to represent Ukraine uh, with the song I Love You. On March 15th, it was announced that Ukraine would actually hold a national final, which March 15th is like a week before they had to submit their songs. <laughs> Um, and then reports vary as to why, with some claiming that just because the public didn't like it. Others claim that uh, Ukrainian artists didn't like the fact that, that Vasil was the only artist being considered. So they ended up putting on an emergency national final on March 20th. So Vasil's song was one of the competing entries that didn't end up winning. The song that did end up winning was Alyosha's To Be Free. Another, uh, another like 
Belarus switcheroo. Yeah, this is a big switcheroo because after this election, it was uh, deemed that her song plagiarized the, Lin- the Linda Perry Grace Slick song, uh, Knock Me Out. Oh and that it had been released in 2008, which violates the Eurovision rules because it has to have been released before September of the previous year. Yeah, so after people after that was out in the media, the Ukrainian broadcaster conducted an investigation, and because of that, the EBU gave Ukraine an extended deadline. And then on March 24th, it was announced that they had internally selected the song "Sweet People" for Alyosha to sing at Eurovision. But this was a song that she already had, or like, was it written? I don't really for know her for this. Performance? Like, who? Let me. Mm, I don't know. Was that would explain some things? It was written by people who. Oh no, it was written by her with two other people. Yeah, just to like start this one off, I think that I, I like it sonically, and I think she's a good singer. But the lyrics are kind of stupid and are just this weird amalgamation of like world peace, environmentalism, world ego that ultimately mean nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the 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 way that I described this in my notes was it's the sound of watered down evanescence. I with the subject matter of Earth Song by Michael Jackson. It, like combine those <laughs> two, and you've got this song. And that is it. I'm okay. When she first appeared on the stage, she had this massive right, right. hood on. It looked terrible. And I was like, okay, you know, this this is going somewhere. And then she starts singing, and I immediately lose those hopes. Like people have, like you know, like you two have said before, it's so political, which is not a bad thing, especially for Eurovision. Just it felt out of nowhere. None of the other songs have been political so far ukraine and russia were not in a particularly bad conflict at this time nothing in particular was going on in the world at this exact moment for her to be singing this song on the eurovision stage plastic beach came out this year was (laughs) (laughs) there was a line in it where she said video games something about video games causing violence yes i was i was like what there, like I said, there, there was just like, like literally the lyrics were just like, we need world peace. Don't like litter. Video games cause serial killers. And it's just like, just so many disparate things that all kind of relate to this idea of like, I guess like world peace and like reform and things like that. But a lot of them were just like bad takes and like, they just don't make sense together. You know, it was, it felt so wrong. I feel bad because if you, if you didn't speak English and you heard this, and if I didn't speak English and I heard the song, I would have been like, oh, this was good. Like, I thought sonically it was, and she looked kind of crazy, but, um. That weird skin tone dress? What was it? Okay, it was like fully like a tablecloth with a bunch of ropes coming off of it. It was so strange. I said that the ropes, the roping and fringe were probably rife with metaphor. Like, I'm sure. I bet she thought it meant something probably deep. Kind of like, yeah, like. She, you know, given that it's her dress pretty much the same color as her skin, she's like naked and bound in this weird, I guess, also political way. And, you know, she's like a warrior for peace, but she's being restricted. It just flopped. I think she's taking she's taking herself too seriously. Oh, for sure. And I don't know if this is exactly like Evanescence. I feel like it's a little bit more classic rock than new metal, but definitely get that vibe. And it's very like... I don't even know, like, like, like an early Hailstorm B-side. I feel like, <laughs> like Hailstorm wouldn't, but this is like, this is, this is not good enough for them, you know? Yeah, this sucked. I don't think it sucked, but I think that <laughs> it could have been improved. Anyway, I think I, I agree with 
your assessment, Jonathan. The fact that we know what she's saying <laughs> ruined the song for us. It should have been in her native language, for sure. So do you think that the, the juries in the televote vibed with this or, no. or what? I think this no. sucks. Not I at think all. the voting is going to reflect that. Is that how you feel too, Millen? I feel like it's probably going to be in the middle because like, I guess it has that message, which is, you know, it's got some appeal to it, some enthusiasm, love, love, peace, peace, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think it should do any better than, than halfway. One thing I will say, though, is that purely on a sonic level, I think this might be my favorite rock entry. Whoa! Like more than... Whoa. Turkey, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like I would, I would be more likely to like listen to this on Spotify than I would Turkey's song, I feel. Oh, I entirely disagree. I just... But I just I, it's not I know we're not talking about Turkey song anymore. One because this is a matter of taste, but I disagree. Oh, but you're calling it to question my taste. Okay. No, no, it's a matter of it's a matter of personal <laughs> taste. Like yeah, no, I'm not kidding. gonna yeah. I'm not gonna listen to any of these fucking ballads, but and I'm not gonna listen to weird <laughs> overproduced emo <laughs> new metal. Not to say that I didn't like it. I liked it. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's not something that I would listen to outside of Eurovision. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it's time to move on to France. So before we move on to France, we are going back to Controversy Corner. Ah! Controversy Corner. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, so... Um, There's so many controversies. <laughs> they just keep coming. Not quite as many as 1998, but... Yeah, you're gonna... You oh, should I listen to that episode. They come fast and quick. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, so on February 17th, 2010, uh, French journalist Gaël Plasek confirmed that, quote, France will be represented by Jesse Matador. France Télévisions, the broadcaster, is not willing to win the contest, but aims to promote a song in relation to the Football World Cup and oh. to have a smash hit for the next summer. France has... I, yes, I wrote sense. down this, got, this is a World Cup anthem. Yeah, and she went on to say, France has got very few chances to win with this singer. Oh, that's this, mean. Uh, end quote. This upset a lot of Europeans, especially French Eurovision fans, because they felt that the sentiments of the French broadcaster favoring economic potential over competitive sporting spirit was uh, counterproductive to the values of Eurovision, which is true. I think it's kind of strange that they um, chose such a good song to, quote, have no chances of winning. But anyway, without further ado, this is Francis Jesse Matador, the song Ale Ola Ole, which means, come on, Ale Ola. That's just mean to Jesse oh. Matador, too. I like this. It was song. super condescending. First, I first it. black yeah, performer yeah, yeah. of the night. I think only black uh, performer, which is kind of whack. Um, yeah. I guess it's Europe. <laughs> well, that's that's not really an excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very right. Going the 1998 Ukraine... contest had more black people than this one. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that. Going from Ukraine's performance to this one was <laughs> yeah. whiplash. Just immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. It seems like the two of you liked this song. I will admit, I did not. But I'm not 
I'm not going to say that firmly enough to fight about it. So I'll just I'll just okay. present my feelings. <laughs> I I totally understand why that broadcaster representative said what they said. That makes sense to me because this one feels like a a corporate club hit. Like this is something yeah. that you could play at like a fundraising <laughs> dance. It's it's non-controversial but you can still move to it, but it's not anything it's nothing yeah. great. I, I it reminded me a lot of Danzakuduro by Don Omar. Great, great song. It was similar to uh, I forget who it was. It might have been Norway. No, 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 not Norway. There was one that was also lacking that kind of passion. Like, sure, technically it was fine, but it did not feel important in a sense. It was almost like a. I, I felt it. I, I I said it sounded like a. A PG club hit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The things that I liked, the wall of light spelled out Ale as oh, he was singing it. Mm-hmm. Things that I did not like, the choreography. Oh, I love it. Stop it. I love the choreography. This was the best choreography of the night. 100%. Not at all. Dude, weird, like, proto twerking. I wrote down proto twerking as a positive. twerking. <laughs> The butt smack. Oh, the, great. I, I, I did not like this one. I okay. Clearly, this is a matter of taste as well. Yeah, but what I was so confused by the choreography because, like I said, it feels like a PG club hit, something that you could play at a corporate event. And then, if you know the dance that goes along with it, you can no longer play it at a corporate event. <laughs> okay. Now I, I, I really enjoyed this song. I'm not going to beef in any way with the PG corporate hit because I think you're right. I do think that like the 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 soccer connection makes a ton of sense to me because this it really does feel like something that would be like and your FIFA World Cup anthem 2010 is this like that. I think that that it's spot on for that. It nails that feel. But it really like these guys feel like they're having fun. They're having a party. The dance is like it's fun. It's cheeky. No pun intended. Oh, um, <laughs> I I thought the the proto twerking was fun. It was like, yeah, we we know we're probably not going to win. Let's let's do some fun stuff to pop the audience. I like. I thought this was great. Their stage presence was awesome too. Also, I was digging the the like Gauthier sailor stripes. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So similarly to Ellis, I can't really disagree with anything. Milan was saying, except for the choreography. I just thought this one was so much fun. And yeah, I just think that this had a lot of really good elements. I thought that, yeah, Jesse Matador is a very charismatic performer and he's a good singer. Oh my God. So charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just, the the part where he like waves to the camera, I thought that was really fun and cute. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so the choreography was really good. I, especially like, um, at the end when it like they like stomp and like they like yeah the part was really good for me. I, I took note of that as well i really i did like that one i really like i like stepping as a dance style it, i think it looks cool and it sounds cool so i did appreciate that i will i will see that point but i did not like any of the other choreography oh i did and i thought the song was it was good it was high energy and it really stood out because it like you said there's a clear connection to kind of a fifa world cup song so it didn't really seem like something that you would expect, especially from France, I feel like. 
I liked the um, backing vocalist who was like, who did like the dump, 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 dump. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jonathan, you're a French sp- speaker. Do you know Maître Jim? Yeah. This this gives me heavy Maître Jim vibes. Um, yeah, the PG it, version of that. Not not the like yeah, it, Maître Jim goes super hard, but like yeah. <laughs> not not Maître, not allez-vous faire. Um, but, but yeah, um, it, it's uh like it's got that similar sort of. I, the production is kind of similar to a lot of metal game and it does feel like softer football metal game. Yeah, fair that. How do you think this one did, all things considered? There's a lot to consider here. I don't know. I had this in my personal top five because I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, this is <laughs> this is straight grease, I think. Like, it's it's got the same... It's got party vibes, but instead of gay club party, it's World Cup tailgate party. Straight sport party. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it. I don't think it's going to win. I don't even know necessarily if it's going to get top 10, but it's in my personal for enjoyment top five. I think it will actually get top 10. Okay. Yeah, sweet. I think it was like, it was given that it was PG corporate, as I keep on saying, yeah. it was widely appealing in many aspects. Yeah. And Jonathan, if what you say is true about the whole, like it wasn't even intended to win, that might make people vote for it just out of spite. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. No, this was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm going to vote for it because it was not supposed to win. That would be so funny. Like, if, if like, they went into it not wanting to win and make money, but then they had to host it because they won and spend, like, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars on hosting Eurovision. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Verka Sarduchka almost did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh also, did you notice that um, Verka Sarduchka made, made an appearance? No, when? Um. So, you know how they, um after the performances of every country, they showed this like people's living rooms where they were watching it yeah it was very like staged living rooms ukraine one yeah she was she was with her like mom and like her family for the ukraine one. Oh, that's awesome i'm gonna go back and look for that now yeah i definitely do <laughs> it was funny all right so i think that means it's time for song number 19 which was playing with fire by paula selling and ovi from romania and really quick we're going back to controversy corner for something very small controversy corner the song was threatened with uh, disqualification because there were claims that it was co-written by a Norwegian composer, which broke the Romanian broadcaster's rules because they wanted a purely Romanian song. But after the oh. head of delegation for Romania consulted with the Norwegian Copyright Association, they confirmed that Ovi, the lead, the male singer, was the sole writer of the song. Do you think that's true? It seems like it was written by someone else, but they were trying to cover it up. But also, I don't really see the problem if it was. Yeah. <laughs> liked it this song reminded me of the 88 standing piano designed to look like a grand piano but not actually because there were these two performers that had standing pianos in an acrylic case that kind of combined in the middle to look like two grand pianos were merging into one which i thought was pretty fun it was a kind of piano riff that was very novelty and i think that's a great thing i love songs with novelty riffs that are catchy and fun and unique and this definitely hit that the backing vocalists 
for this one were really enthusiastic about the song. The kind of synthetic bass notes were funky. They, they weren't as hard hitting as they could have been. They weren't as like, you know, get you moving, shake you in your seat as I think they should have been, but they were still definitely noticeable and, and fun. I thought that the female vocalist was much better than the male one. I yeah. Uh, I don't, don't like one thing that I didn't like about this is that it felt like she was constrained by him in the sense that it was a duet. I don't I don't quite know how to describe it, but I feel like she had more potential, but she was kind of forced into this role of the quote unquote female in the song since it was a song about kind of love interests. And because of that, she was like, she was written to kind of sing these very, you know, hold these very high notes, almost shrill at points, which I feel like, I just feel like she was not at the top of her game because of how the song was written. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. Otherwise, I enjoyed it. I like this one, but I have some issues with it. Air your issues, air your grievances. Mm, that sounded hostile. <laughs> um, oh, no, 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 not intended to be. <laughs> I thought this was good and it's hard for me to be critical because i feel like a lot of my critique is that like this was kind of cheap and the lyrics were stupid and i thought the piano ultimately looks kind of cheap and oh yeah it was sort of gimmicky but at the same time i think that they were self-aware and they kind of knew this was just cheap disposable pop performance and it's fine um i liked i think i thought it was super catchy i think oh yeah purely from us like a just the sound of it i think this was a lot of fun the lyrics kind of soured it for me just because it was I don't know. They, it was just a super basic like love song that didn't really mean anything. And also, they just did the standard like fire, higher desire rhyme in the chorus, which you can do better. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I knew what it was, and it gave you the best version of deep disposable pop. I thought. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get on with that. I thought. I think I thought. I thought the song was worse than you guys did, but I enjoyed it about the same amount. <laughs> um, like. I, I I wrote down it's so bad but I love it like it's that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Also the uh, the two singers look like Nick Kroll and Anna Kendrick. Oh oh whoa <laughs> I, the, yes, <laughs> which is a a combination. I, this this was my pick for the one that places inexplicably high this year. I think this is going to soar well above whatever station it deserves and come in like top ten without enough justification to it was it was fun it was stupid fun just really quick to reinforce your point Millen, i think that her voice was a little bit too operatic almost for this song yeah that, yeah like you said yeah. she kind of was forced to give the standard female pop vocal that i don't think very natural for her definitely i i think this one will take will place top five honestly if not like oh. top three because i think it's the only song that I have described as catchy for this whole performance. And France that's, that's got to get you points. Which one? France and Moldova. Okay, Moldova's sax, sax beat was catchy. I don't think the lyrics The were. risk of starting a second civil war, not to compare this to civil war, but I think Albania's <laughs> was also very catchy. I don't remember Albania's anymore. Albania's me? was the one that... You oh, okay. The one that I remember blew what Albania's up. looked like. I don't remember what it sounds like shitty bitch okay <laughs> um yeah okay i think that's we're done with romania it's time for song 20 which is lost and forgotten by peter nalich and friends from russia Sweet and blazing, dear, am I 
and friends. We keep coming back to Albania in such an aggressive way. <laughs> We're talking about Russia now, and this is so fucking weird. Oh my god. There's a lot to unpack here. It was crazy. There's so much. Peter Nalich himself has a really weird voice, but also it's good. In the sense that he hits all of his notes and he has like a good vocal tone, I guess. But the delivery is very strange. Mm -hmm. And just the song itself, um, the instrumentation, kind of odd. It's very 70s, 80s, sort of like weird rock ballad almost, kind of akin to Genesis or something. I don't know. Also, just it has to be said, the weird, the um, this is kind of a stalker song in such a different way from the way that Norway's is because it's almost comical because sorry, I know I'm rambling and I'm not making sense. I'm kind of tired, but um, he has this like he there's this weird back and forth between the guitarist and the singer where the guitarist is like, what are you doing, man? And then he's like, I don't even know what he so... says, but, but looking at her picture, get her picture and then the picture is like this a weird pencil drawing of this like woman that doesn't even look like a real person. It is so weird. I don't even like, I'm having trouble describing it because it's almost indescribable. I'm giving this song way more credit when I make this uh, when I make this connection, way more credit than it deserves. I really feel like this guy read "Snow" by Orhan Pamuk and deeply misunderstood it, and then wrote a love song. Because, <laughs> um, like, first off, let me just say this song it does not deserve a comparison to "Snow" by Orhan Pamuk. That is a much better book than this is a song, but it really like feels like it's angling for that same aesthetic and it's so miserably bad it's wonderful there's there's like confetti snow that falls for the entire song which is so dumb and so pointless but so great and i just like i noticed this when i was when i had these on in the background while we were talking about this but every every now and then earlier in the show you can see the a, a little stray piece of the snow come down before it's supposed to. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what this guy was thinking, but I'm so glad that he submitted it to Eurovision. I'm, I'm with Ellis. I'm glad that I watched it. I'm glad that I have this experience. I did not enjoy the song. <laughs> yeah. I said, I'm just, I, I, I want to quote again because this one threw us all off. Clearly. Yeah. I said, dad band. Fake snow is weird, oddly religious. The acting is weird, two question marks. Pants are way too big, two question marks. Feels like a really bad REM. Oh, oh. yeah, I can see that comparison. Emphasis on really bad. Yeah, <laughs> like every one of them looks like they are a father in the sense that they have like regular jobs and are doing this for fun amongst their dad friends. Uh, the... Yeah. I mean, you already mentioned the weird like guitar and lead singer exchange, which was crazy. And then the, he threw away the picture at the end and the wind machine carried it way farther behind him than it probably meant to. I Okay, one thing that I liked definitively was the lead singer's kind of like overshirt. I like the color. I like the material. It's like a suede thing. That was neat. Was just so completely confused by every other aspect of it that I don't know if I like it. I don't think I do. I think I like it. I um, I enjoy watching it. I do not enjoy the song. I like I do. I enjoy that it exists in a very seven layers of irony sort of way. <laughs> yeah, this would definitely be a weird listen on Spotify with no context. Yeah. So can you even like 
imagine how this might do. It's kind of a weird one to place. No, no. This is this is going to end up somewhere, and it's going to end up where it ends up. And ugh. well said. I'm so I'm so lost. This one, I I just don't know what to say. I can't place this one. I cannot, in good conscience, place this one. Yeah. It just does not make sense to me. I yeah. understand, and I think that's the indication that we're ready to move on. After Russia was their neighbor's Armenia, the song Apricot Stone by Ava Rivas. Apricot Stone hit I'm with Ellis. This was surreal. Yeah, yeah this was kind of strange, but we got the two most surreal songs in the show right after each other too, which was great. I don't think this one was that surreal. What? Are you? Kidding what are me? you talking about? Hold on. I'm just. I just want to list real quick things that were on stage. A dude dancing, holding a vase. A grandpa playing some kind of woodwind. The lead singer with hair all the way down to her knees. Like the bodice of a gown and jeans, both that were bedazzled with pearls. These weird cult people walking around, like circling a mini waterfall. And then a gigantic apricot pit. That, how can you not say that that's... At some point. Yeah, yeah. How can you say that that's not surreal? I guess it is, but like I've seen this a couple times before, so like I, I guess I'm used to it. And also I kind of tend to not pay super attention to close attention to this one because it's not really one of my favorites i couldn't stop like every time i looked at the screen i saw something new <laughs> this so dense like an onion has layers it, it, oh, it definitely have like an apricot it has the flesh and then the stone <laughs> yeah the oh my god so this whole thing is like a metaphor for something i wasn't paying enough attention to the lyrics to actually understand but there's some like Ah, there, there's some like old country story about how someone gave her an apricot stone and it's like a symbol for something or like meaning. And she's holding this pendant of a golden apricot stone. And like there's so the, the, the dude playing the, the recorder or the flute or whatever is sitting on a stone and he's wearing a tux with a cummerbund. The dude holding the vase is wearing like a surf's outfit or something like look it looks like a paper bag yeah yeah <laughs> looks very peasant in a burlap sack sort of thing the three people dancing around the waterfall are oh, i forgot about the waterfall i can't even really tell what they're wearing but they all look sort of like vaguely uh elfish mixed with 2000s fashion and then the lead singer is wearing this insane sexed up disney channel bedazzled white pants bedazzled bodice with peach colored tool going everywhere and there's fake pearls all over it 
I, I wrote down holy boobs Batman because <laughs> really, there's a lot of that and there's a lot of there everything. Is. I mean, I guess I can't disagree with you guys. I don't think this one's bad. I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this one. It's definitely something. Yeah. I think it's a lot of elements that don't super go together. Maybe if I was more familiar with uh, Armenian folklore, that might make more sense to me. But um, I don't know if I understand the significance, which I guess is a me problem. But I think the song is dramatic. But I don't know. For some reason, like just at this point in the running order, we're kind of nearing towards the end. And there are a lot of songs that have done something similar to this that stand out in my head more for some reason. Going, I mean, okay, I, I kind of mentioned that same thing that you just talked about, Jonathan. The lyrics are certainly weird. I paid a little bit more attention to them than Ellis. Basically, it's saying that like an apricot stone is kind of this reminder of the motherland because it like within it is contains this kind of life and significance to your heritage. So, you know, something so wonderful can grow from something so small. I don't know why it's specifically an apricot stone. Could have been any seed, really. I'm assuming that there's some kind of like local Armenian significance to this. But right after Russia, which we're all confused by, here's another song that confuses us again, which I got to say, good job, Eurovision. You're not often like actively confused by things. (laughs) But that was definitely fun. It was kind of like soft pop, sonically speaking didn't register as anything very impactful until right at the end when they say apricot stone punch their fists into the air freeze frame like that and pyrotechnics go off which is so out of place for the rest of the song and for the words apricot stone like those that's not a very like bam bam kind of thing you know i I mean, again, I was confused. I really can't say more about this. It just, it threw me off completely. It defies comprehension. (laughs) Do you think that would benefit it or act as a deficit in the results? Benefit it. Um, I thought the song itself kind of sucked a little and like was not that memorable, but throw all this stuff in and it instantly becomes a what I... I am. I feel hypnotized to vote for this sort of thing. I I disagree. I think that I think it hurt. <laughs> it's it's standing. I I don't think this song did well. Hmm, okay, so we have four songs left, and coming up next was song number twenty-two, which was "Satellite" by Lena from Germany. Millen and I were uh, earlier just like doing a a quick like yeah what, what, oh like, yeah I, like, I, like what do not and this came up and we were both like oh we have so much to talk about with this really like good <laughs> or bad that's the just in general this was also confusing but in a very different way yeah because it was a good song I think yes the you know she was wearing uh, this the classic little black dress you can't go wrong with that song about like getting you know prettied up for someone that you love cool two things that were weird to me personally 
were the use of the I painted my toenails line in the chorus. That was, that was a little bit, I don't know, off-putting. It felt like, I don't know if that was supposed to be that intimate, but it certainly felt, it registered that way. I didn't even and notice. It was, it was confusing. And then the more confusing part is her accent. Ellis, do you want to talk about this? I, we hate it. I don't know if I can. I just, it confuses me. The way she enunciates things is so odd. And it it's not quite off-putting, but it's just like, it distracts. Um, Cause I, I'm with you, Millen. I, like, I really liked this song. I thought this song was a lot of fun, but I just spent the entire time trying to figure out what she was saying and where she was from but i i, I don't know I, I know it she sounded like irish to me yeah i was thinking cockney yeah, for me it was like but, a strange mix of cockney and german yeah 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 what was that cockney and german yeah there were definitely moments where the kind of stereotypical german accent shone through brightly but i i okay i looked it up later because i was like does she have some kind of speech impediment or something? And I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I think it's just her accent. Which, that's yeah, it is her accent, but that's like a very, I've never heard it before. So <laughs> props to her on that, I guess. Props to you, Mama. She uh, yeah, I, li I like this one a lot too. <laughs> I think that this one is it's really simple. So if you can remember it, we talked about Azerbaijan song in the very beginning. That was, these are very different songs, but I think that this did what I think think Azerbaijan should have. Just pairing a relatively simple song with a very simple staging. I think that the staging for this is so effective mm -hmm. because it's just a simple like feel-good pop song. And also, it's also one of the most, I think, uh, contemporary for the time out of the entire contest. Um, yes, but this, uh, this song to me read very Lily Allen. Yeah, um. but that, this was Lily, like Lily Allen, like Smile came out in like 2009 or 2010. No, nope. All Right Still came out in 2006. Are you joking? No. Oh, but I yeah, think like she I, was I just still in like up. the she was still still relevant in 2010 around. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's entirely fair. Um, but I just I just think that this it's hard to fault this song just because and this performance just because it's so simple, it's so effective, and it just it just does everything it sets out to do very well. Yeah, I agree. I really liked this one. Um, even though her even though her voice was kind of throwing me, I thought the song was very good. Uh, but like, I really do think that I think this is going to end up towards the top, probably. But I think if you just change nothing about it and replace Lena with Lily Allen, it immediately becomes a top contender. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind. I think this will probably be in the top five, honestly. I don't know if it'll win. I think, um, personally, I have some songs that I think should win more than this, but it's definitely, it's it's fun. It's very broadly appealing. Something it's you know, easy to listen to, easy to kind of bop your head to. You could play this on the radio. Yeah, I'm like... Great song in that respect. This is one of those ones where... I'm not necessarily rooting it for it to win, but if it does win, I'm not going to complain outside of like mm -hmm. Bob Moldova was robbed. <laughs> so I think that concludes our thoughts on Germany. Means moving on to Portugal, song number 23, which was Hadi Ash Atsim by Filipa Azevedo. Oh my. 
I think this is really nice and one of the best ballads of the night. I wish it was earlier in the running order because I think that I'm a little bit tired at this point and this one's hard to remember, but I thought it was very lovely. Okay. I <laughs> I said uh, pretty ballad, paper looking dress, almost no audience reaction. Those are the only three things. It was, yeah, like Jonathan said, it was good. It was too late for anyone to really yeah. care. Yeah. It was certainly too late for me to care, um, which I doubt will come as that much of a surprise, honestly. But like, I, yeah, this was fine. I thought her vocal runs were kind of awkward. I thought the song was like, I don't care. I just don't care about this song. Also, she looks like a Disney Channel star. Like, she looks like the, uh, she looks like she would fit in very well with the selena gomez era of disney channel yeah for sure i definitely care about this song though and i think that this is a really sweet performance like i said i think i'd like it more if it was closer towards the beginning but it's inoffensive in a good way because i just think that it knows what it is and it sets out to do everything that it wants to you know this is a standard portuguese ballad it has a lot of like <laughs> it's it's in portuguese which is a plus for me yeah this is really nice yes i enjoyed the portuguese I like the Portuguese. I don't think it's gonna do very well. That's fine. <laughs> do you agree with that, Alice? Yep. Next. Don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next we have song number 24, second to last of the night, which is Israel's R.L. Scott with the song Mirim. <laughs> Hey, that's almost my name. Hey. Um, oh, so was the, um, the guy from Serbia is named Milan. Yeah, Milan Stankovic yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Wild times, that man. <laughs> this song I also said three things about. Pretty ballad, less inspiring than Portugal's. It took itself too seriously. Again, almost no reaction. I like. I think Running Order hit these two hard yeah. in a very yeah. bad way. I don't think there was anything wrong with with Portugal's or Israel's entry. Just the fact that you have a slow song at the end of a almost two hour long performance at this point. People are tired. <laughs> we were tired by this point. I can't imagine being there live. I feel like that has to be even more tiring. I will say though, like I was pretty awake for this. This was by far the easiest to watch Eurovision that we've done so far, IMO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree for sure. I think before, you know, in, for some previous ones, we kind of ran out of steam halfway. I ran out of steam with Germany, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that, like, the vocals were trying to be too profound. 
I guess. <laughs> trying to be this very weighty, dramatic song that, you know, shook you to your core and made you cry and instead it did none of those things and was not very good. Yeah, the song was pretty snoozy. That said, I do think that Harrell Scott wins the award for heartthrobbiest heartthrob of the night. Really? More than Norway? More than Cyprus? Yeah, more than Norway? Yeah. Yes, because he leans into it so much more. Like you don't think Cyprus he's, does? Well, this this guy's doing the. He's three or four buttons down into his shirt. He's closing his eyes to hit the high notes. He's like <laughs> giving like, oh yeah. He's hitting all the heartthrob notes more than a lot of the other heartthrob entrants. Think That's this is a, like a mom heartthrob, mom and Cypress is maybe the teenage girl heartthrob. That's fair, That's yeah. Teenager in general, heartthrob. Yeah. I think Norway was... The That's more, the more mom one. Norway was the more mom one, for, for sure. But I think I think um, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, in terms of what I thought about this one, I, I pretty much just agree with you guys. I think that he really thought that this was a super profound, moving performance. And to be fair, his voice is really good. I can't really tell what the song is about. I mean, obviously, I don't speak Hebrew, but at the same time, neither, does, neither do most people outside of Israel. And in the 98 episode, I talked about how for songs that I don't understand the lyrics to, I think it's important for them to kind of tell a narrative on stage. And I don't think this one really did that. All I could tell was that this was a really dramatic, emotional song. And honestly, kind of overly dramatic. It just kind of seemed yeah. a little laughable at some points. But um, I mean, I feel bad because he's a good singer and he had good stage presence, I guess. But the song really didn't do it for me. I guess the last two things I have to say about this is I thought the lighting was really good on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, like compare this to the Portugal one right before it. I think this did a much better job on like the stage design. And also I'm not like I for the most part enjoy people singing in native languages. I don't know if Hebrew works well for this type of song just because like Hebrew and German and there's a couple others that I can't think of off the tome, but they're generally harsher languages and it's not a very harsh song and i don't know if it gels the best but that is also just like english native english speaker bias so i i felt that too it's a lot more kind of like guttural yeah sonically which i mean imagine imagine a hebrew metal song that would be oh, amazing i'm sure that exists i'm gonna go look i'm sure that, it actually. does yeah i i will say i don't think that Hebrew, like gentle ballads. I don't think that that necessarily doesn't work, but I just think that this one doesn't. Kind of an indeterminable reason. Mm -hmm. Scores? Uh, um, don't care. I think really, um, this could turn up anywhere, and it would make sense. It's not going to win. It might hit the top, but I don't necessarily think it will. I think it'll end up just outside of the top ten. Yeah, I'm. I think ten to fifteen range. Yeah. After Israel, we have the last song of the evening, which was In a Moment Like This by Shawnee and Nevergreen from Denmark, song number 25. I 
I think this one really suffered from going last because yeah, the biggest thing this song had going for it is the staging and the set and the way they're playing around with how it's shot and presented. But that is so much less impactful after we've been watching a night that is full of these sort of out there staging. Like if we see this one before we see Russia and wherever Apricot Stone was from, it would have hit so much harder it suffers because it's like we've already seen so much wild staging and the staging on this is still wild but it's just comparatively less wild and it's like oh hey neat staging nice good for them i think it's equally wild but more impactful more important like yeah it's less confounding yeah yeah definitely i think the the fact that they have that screen and like they play with shadows very interestingly yeah it starts off with um, shadow puppet sequence it's it's fun i think i think it's genuinely fun i think it the choreography is a little bit like on the nose like oh we can't be with each other we are and <laughs> they are physically far apart but that kind of like in the, in the beginning at least that sense of seeing something is there but not being able to reach it with that that wall and the shadows like we mentioned it gave it a good deal of kind of performativity i think the song itself i honestly don't remember it all too well compared to the performance i remember it was kind of classic whatever i remember that the uh male performer had a what looked like a, a mick jagger or like a Jimi hendrix style jacket which i i thought was pretty cool i thought yeah it, it that it was after Armenia specifically definitely did it, did it an injustice. Personally, I wouldn't really compare this one to Armenia or Russia just because I think they're too different. Because I think that Denmark is kind of trying to be this more traditional sort of ballad, whereas I think Armenia and Russia were kind of trying to think more outside the box, which I'm not saying it's bad that they were kind of more of a standard ballad. Yeah, I don't know about this one. It's not really my type of song. I think it's a nice way to end the the contest it's it's upbeat in a way but it's also still kind of slow in a ballad yeah middle of the road for me personally uh, yeah i mean i think the only the only connection that i personally make to armenia is with the dramatic use of staging yeah. and and setup uh, sonically totally different registers yeah i i much prefer denmark's as a song but just being wowed and blown away and shocked by you know, the giant apricot pit that turns into a tree and the weird waterfall thing. And then having those same feelings towards this song, but you've already felt that impact earlier yeah. on. So now it's less, it's it's not as strong. I, I think her kind of, uh, yeah, it hurt this song for sure. I can see what you mean. Ellis, where do you think you would place it? Um, Just below middle, maybe a little lower than that. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I don't think it was interesting enough to go high or good enough to go high. I, I think it was good enough to go high. I don't know if it was interesting enough to go high. Yeah. So I would say probably mm, top 10, but, but closer to the 10th spot. Okay. So we've gone through all the songs. Awesome. And that leaves two things to do. The first, we'll go over the results. This is the first year that we've done where last place has not had zero points. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny trend because no point aren't that common, are they? 
I looked it up and there have been about 30 and the majority of those were in the 60s where the voting system enabled like multiple countries to get zero points. Oh, okay. Interesting. So yeah, not super common. You had to predict a, like a first place on a last place. What do you think? Uh, first place, Turkey. Last place, Ireland. <laughs> you really hate Ireland. Yep. I would say first place. Uh, yeah, I agree with Turkey. Last place, Belarus. All right. So. In 26th place, or excuse me, 25th place, with 10 points, we had United Kingdom. Whoa! Oh, wow. I can't That's shocking. Surprised. Right, just above it in uh, 24th place was Belarus. Okay, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. There That's we fine. go. Belarus, okay, so Belarus had, like, was at the bottom bottom for almost the entire scoring. Then one of the yeah. last countries gave it the maximum 12 points. Who gave it 12? Oh my god. Who gave this 12? When we we look more at the scores later after we know where everyone plays, we can look at it again. But that was like, added even more in my dislike of it. Who did this and why? (laughs) I demand to know. Find out. In uh, a cool 23rd place with 25 points was Ireland, sadly. Hey, there we go. I really liked it. I think it should have done way better. (laughs) I thought (laughs) it deserved better than that. I'll. (laughs) Right. So. Tied for 21st place. First had... Moldova. No! 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 That was amazing. Oh. The only way I'm okay with this is if the other one is Serbia. What? That's disgusting. I don't know if I love Moldova as much as you guys, but I definitely liked it a lot, and this is not... This does not... Come on, top half. Please. Yeah. But also, like, even uh, though this didn't win and it came so very far from point. it, it did, like, win in a lot of ways. Because this is, like, the one song from yeah. Eurovision 2010 that everyone remembers. Yeah, that's going to... It's going to stand the test of time so much better than the rest of them, even if it is just for being played under Gandalf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't they send Sunstroke Project back at some point? Yeah, they do. They were, like, 2017, I think. Yes. Yeah. All right. So tied in 21st place with Moldova, God, Cyprus. No. Moldova was way better than Cyprus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, this is just going to be every single country that comes up. You're going to be like, oh, that was way better. Mm. Moldova was way better. Moldova, really? Wait, That's kind yeah. of surprising. Oh, my God. Moldova got absolutely robbed. Disgusting. All right. So in 20th with 35 points, we had Norway. Uh, yeah, that's fine by me. <laughs> okay. And by me, but like, should have been down there with Belarus. Yeah, but at least they're not higher up. Mm-hmm. In 19th place with 41 points, Iceland. Oh, oh. Her that means long. that means Albania is has whopped us both, Ellis. <laughs> I'm Amgi. <laughs> okay. Forty three points. Going into eighteenth place, Portugal. Okay. Worse yeah, than that's, Iceland. That's right. That's fine. Yeah. Worse than Iceland. Worse than Moldova. Seventeenth <laughs> with fifty one points. Bosnia and Herzegovina. Worse than Iceland, worse than Moldova. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's about where Bosnia Joe Armstrong deserved. I would agree. Yeah. With 62 points in 16th place, we had... Albania. You already know what I'm going to say. No, we were going to say <laughs> for literally the next 15 songs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so speaking of 15, in 15th place with 68 points, we have Spain. Okay, that, yeah. that that deserved a little bit higher. Deserved way higher, yeah, in my a opinion. Little, a little bit, a little bit, and maybe five spots higher. Like I said, my winner of 2010. 
Yeah. That's crazy to me. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm very yeah. happy for you. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it nearly that. Okay, anyway, in 14th place with 71 points, Israel. Huh. Okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. Yep, that was the thing that happened. <laughs> Swap Portugal with Israel. Uh, I would have been happier, but that's fine. Me too, honestly. I was going to say Cyprus. Yeah, that too. Really? Yeah. I did not like Cyprus that much. It was fine. <laughs> More middling than Israel's was, I thought. That, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. All right, 13th place, 72 points. Serbia. Huh. Okay. That's right. I, I'm confused by that, but that's fine. <laughs> Allow me to scroll back through and remember which one that was. Serbia is the K-pop idol looking one. Oh, that dude. Okay. Yeah. With the oh, pink yeah, duck he boots. He did end up in the middle. All right. 12th place, 82 points. Ooh. France. Yep. Uh... I I I disagree with that, but that's okay. I'm I not upset. It, I thought it was better, but I'm fine with that. Like that's about that's about right. I think I just happen to enjoy that one. <laughs> that that can be this that can be this uh, that can be this year's Lou Award. No, I think <laughs> this year's Lou Award was uh, that probably Iceland. Fits Iceland, but or Moldova. Come on, or Moldova. <laughs> well, I we all agree that Moldova deserves better. I feel like Ella's solely mm-hmm. overrated Iceland, whereas we all kind of overrated Moldova. Yeah. No, I think everyone else underrated Moldova. It's yes. not our fault. That, Moldova that is amazing. the more healthy way of looking at it. There you go. <laughs> okay. So in 11th with 90 points, Russia. Okay. What? Well, that's weird. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That means Armenia is still on the board. Yes, yeah, so let's get into it. So we're getting into the top oh. 10. Also entering the, the triple digits of points. And uh, the countries that have still yet to come are Azerbaijan, Belgium, Greece, Georgia, Turkey, Ukraine, Romania, Armenia, Germany, Denmark. Three of my top five are out. I had Belgium in my top five, Germany. Um, I forget what else I had. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Let's continue. Right, so- Armenia shocks me, though. That's, that's weird. Okay, so with 108 points uh, coming in 10th place, we had Ukraine. Why am I completely forgetting the Ukrainian entry right now? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Weird Evanescence thing. <laughs> oh, right. That made it that high? Yeah, it wasn't that. Oh, mm, the lyrics were that bad, but the song wasn't. Mm. Top 10. Can't. It's top 10. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Ninth place, 136 points. Georgia. Oh, that shocks me. <laughs> yeah, and this Hashtag was like. Worse than Iceland, worse than Moldova. Part of why I had like this kind of higher opinion of Georgia going into this was like, oh yeah, Georgia was top 10. They must have been good. And then when I watched it, I was like, this is fucking weird. (laughs) That's okay. Sure. The amount of lifting that happened instead of singing (laughs) in that, in that performance. Her voice was good though. Way. Her voice was good, but most of this time was spent with her being carried around. (laughs) It was just, it was so weird. I can't get over I can't get over how weird a lot of these entries are. Yeah, this one was weird. Speaking of weird, uh, Armenia is still in the running. That ah. is crazy to me. I wonder if Don't she got a win. lot. Oh, I doubt <laughs> that's not possible. So without further ado, uh, eighth place I think is where we're at. Brand probably. Yeah, eighth place with 140 is Greece. Hey. Aww. Okay. I, oh, that was fun. Oh, that must be higher. Yeah, I yeah. I did not. I would have gladly swapped Greece with Iceland or Moldova. Oh my God. I mean, Greece with Iceland, yeah, and Greece with Moldova, yeah. 
But greased with anything else in that basement, dear God, no. <laughs> All right, seventh place. Only one point higher. Only one point higher. These are, yeah. This is a pretty tight running. Yeah, it is pretty tight going into like the top two. Yeah, maybe top three. But anyway, one forty-one, seventh place, Mania. That's crazy to me. That is I'm crazy. I'm shocked that that did better than Greece. I mean, only by one point, but like, I'm shocked to see that there, a those two are right next to each other. B that it's not in the bottom half, and C that Armenia was the higher one. I I feel very happy that they are right next to each other. I I think I'm also fine with Armenia being higher than Greece, but the placement, given that that's what was it, sixth and seventh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, seventh and eighth, yeah. wild. Uh, in sixth place with 143, just two points higher than Armenia was Belgium. Ooh. All right. That's fine. Me and my guitar. Yeah, I liked it. It was cute. I didn't bust before top five, so I'm happy with my picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fifth place, 145. Azerbaijan. Okay. I don't think it deserved any higher think than it, that, for no, sure. Goodness, no. I would have put it probably outside my top ten, to be honest, but oh well. All right. Fourth place with 149 points. We had... Denmark. I was just off. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Again, I'm shocked it made it this high. That, it's a weird one. I'm shocked that people remembered it. Yeah. yeah. I think having it go last was its benefit. I mean, more beneficial. Than going well, I mean, Spain last. went really last. That's true, actually. I think if anything, Spain should have gotten a boost from the double double round. Yeah, why didn't Spain yeah. do better? Really should have. <laughs> like, aside from yeah. me liking it, like, there were reasons why I think it should have gotten more votes. <laughs> I'm with you on this one, yeah. Oh, well. Okay, so third place. With 162 points, Romania. Ooh, you were right, Ellis. This is the one that inexplicably does really, really well. Which means Millen. That's both of our pick to win. Turkey is still on the board. Watch it be next. Watch us be wrong. Watch <laughs> us be wrong by one spot. Yeah, still on the board with Germany. So, I, oh, I, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with either of those win. I would prefer Turkey. I agree. Pretty. So, in second place, this is the moment of truth, ladies and gentlemen, and. Everyone else in second place with 170 points. We had Turkey. Oh, oh. Okay, we said we would be fine with it either way, so I guess we are. Yeah, but Turkey's in second. Neat. Germany's in first. Eh, that's weird, but okay. Yeah, yeah questionable, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. How many Billy points Allen do you think? Get a partial credit for the win, though. Germany might have had. <laughs> Something in the two hundreds, probably. I, I don't know. I think this is going to be a closer one. I don't. It's not going to be like a two point close, but I think it might be within ten points. All right. Are you ready for the big reveal? Yeah, I am. Two forty six. Whoa! Hey, that's way higher. Well, than they love the song and in Europe. Whoa! Oh my <laughs> god! I mean, that's. I'm perfect. I'm perfectly okay with it winning. I'm not perfectly okay with it winning by 76 points. <laughs> That's bonkers. Yeah, just a crazy year all around. Yeah, I mean, there was a yeah. lot to talk about. So, Millen, did you watch the '98 contest at all? I have not yet. No. Okay, so I guess Jonathan of the four now that we've done, and Millen of the three that you've seen, how would you rank so far? 2010, 03, 88. Just because 88 had so many ballads. Yeah. For me, it's like 88 at the bottom, then 2003, and nine, mm, then 2010, then 98. I really oh, like really? 98. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I, uh, for me, it's very 88s in the basement. 93 and or 98 and 2003 are very close like though those it just depends on day and how much i'm feeling like laughing at britain and then this one at the top i think when you have moldova's entry in this i'm surprised that they got no 12s that's absurd <laughs> oh yeah what would who Not gave so moldova points they got a 10 from romania which is typical six nice. from portugal six from azerbaijan Four from Belarus and one from Georgia. That's it. Giving someone a one That's... feels a little bit like tipping a penny. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I forgot to mention was that um, the German entry was produced by Stefan Rab, who's the same person who wrote um, Gildo Song in 98. Oh, oh, weird. They're really different. They are very different. He didn't write this one, but he was like a pretty big driving force behind it. Now I'm excited to watch the 98. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, this means that, um, so in 2011, the contest was held in Dusseldorf. It was hosted by Stefan and two TV presenters. One of them is also the voice of the German dub of Marge Simpson. Remember correctly? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Cool. Um, oh, and the intro to the um, 2011 contest is really cool because they do this like, like rockabilly kind of doo-wop version of Satellite. Oh, neat. yeah, I would recommend. I think I'll send be, it to the group chat because that sounds really more cool. enjoyable than the what's it called than the current version. It was really fun. They had like a live big band and I'll, I'll send you the link. It's definitely worth watching. Awesome. So we have one more thing to do. Ooh, wheel of Eurovision. Yes, that's great. <laughs> hey, look at that. 1965. I am bracing myself now. I'm going to have on hand an injection of Venga Boys and caffeine <laughs> so that I may survive. We like, we like to party. We like to party. Okay, so join us next awesome. week. We'll talk about Eurovision Song Contest 1965. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Eurovision Rewind podcast. Like we've just said, you can join us next week for part one of our coverage of the 1965 contest. If you want to follow us on the social medias, you can head over to Instagram and check us out there at Eurovision underscore rewind for updates and more. As well, if you'd like to help contribute to the show, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash vocab gumbo, where you can subscribe for a couple bucks a month, get some perks, and help cover the cost of the show. As well, until the end of the month of July, we will be donating all the proceeds from there to local Black Lives Matter charities and matching. Uh, so go check that out. For Jonathan Millen and everyone here at Vocab Gumbo, my name is Ellis. Keep rewinding next week. See you then.